down in twos. <laughs> nah, we do. Baby, read. Are you a superstar? I guess. Like, <laughs> depending on... <laughs> And the criteria, that's the thing, the criteria is different for everyone. I absolutely agree with that. And I don't think it's like what one person... Welcome, welcome back, everyone. Another edition of the Ball Street Journal podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about one of the most exciting young teams in the NBA, the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, ever since they drafted John Moran second overall in the 2019 draft, they've been fun to watch. This organization has hit on so many picks, has made it extremely fun to watch this team. I mean, they got on-court swagger, off-court swagger. They got everything going on for them. And this last season was a big, big indication of that. But before we go into that, I want to take a little deep dive into what have the Grizzlies been since John Morant got, on the got onto this team. And the reason why I'm doing this is because I want to show the progression of the team, you know, how they've gotten better year after year. So looking back 2019-2020, the first John Morant's rookie season, he, they went 34-39, and 39, you know, lost in the play-in tournament. The next season, 2021, they were... Uh, 38 and 34, eighth in the Western Conference, beat the Spurs in the play-in tournament, um, you know, and then had the um, the challenge of being matched up with at that time, you know, a, a wonderful Utah team, and uh, they ultimately ended up losing that series four to one. Fast forward to the most recent season. Now this team was piping hot pretty much from the beginning. Um, they ended up with a record of 56 and 26, second in the Western Conference. Now, this was kind of a surprise. I mean, people thought, you know, Grizzlies were going to take a step forward. They're a young team. They're going to get better. Most people thought, you know, they'd probably be somewhere within the four to eight range in terms of best teams in the Western Conference. But they were second overall. And, you know, a lot of people will poo-poo this and be like, it was probably an anomaly. But it really wasn't. If you watched a team, they were beating teams you know, pretty handedly, uh, the Grizzlies had their longest win streak in the, the franchise history. They got an 11 game win streak, you know, at, from Christmas to mid January. So this isn't like, you know, whatever, this isn't like um, a fluke in my opinion. And on top of that, it's not like everything is coming from John Morant. I mean, they, they had a record of like 20 and five or something like that without John Morant. And <laughs> I remember uh, John was injured towards the end of the season. And when play, when he was coming back, people were like, oh, are, is, uh, are the Grizzlies better without John Morant? Now, that's a ridiculous take. Of course, they were winning a lot of games during that time. But that's a ridiculous take. Are they better without John Morant? I mean, John Morant is uh, a superstar. He's going to be, you know one of the faces of the franchise he has the talent to be the number one guy on a championship winning team um so i just found that funny uh that people thought that you know <laughs> the team was better without john morant uh, and then we got to the playoffs and um it was it was exciting for for the grizzlies you know they got their first in john morant's career their first uh playoff series win they beat uh, the Timberwolves 4-2 to and that was a really competitive series and I think 
both the Timberwolves and the Grizzlies learned a lot from that series. You really got to see how John Morant was shining. But these are two young teams that I think for years to come are going to be battling. And then in the second round of the playoffs, um, the conference semifinals, they played the Warriors. Uh, and this is where you saw experience really got the better of the Grizzlies. The Warriors won 4-2. to two, uh, But man, were those games competitive and were those games fun to watch? Not just because, you know, the on-court basketball, but there is this looming, this looming undercurrent in the NBA. This, you know, Memphis Grizzlies versus the Warriors, you know, Draymond Green is out here saying that um, that the next Draymond Green or like the person he sees himself most in is John Morant. There's a lot of chirping on Twitter between the two teams when uh, the I think the, the Christmas game got scheduled for, for these two teams. You know, <laughs> Draymond Green was like, oh, like, you know, they're going to be going to the Bay Area. And so they were like, oh, you can come come over for for for, you know, dinner afterwards so you know it's all fun and i think these are two teams where um the grizzlies feel like they're poised to take the western conference from the warriors be the next warriors of this decade and um you know maybe they maybe they can be but uh until they prove it in the playoffs um it's all just talk uh so overall i mean (laughs) memphis is fun to watch they're definitely like one of if not the best um league pass teams to to tune in on there's always something interesting going on i remember um there was this like one play end of the quarter uh full court heave john moran catches it in midair and scores and you know this you you don't know what you're gonna get with this team so um uh i'm I'm pretty excited to see what happens next year they had a fairly i want to say quiet off season on draft night, they moved their back backup point guard, D'Anthony Melton, to the Sixers um, to get uh, the 23rd overall pick in Danny Green. And you know, Danny Green hurt himself in the playoffs. So uh, with an ACL tear, so it's pretty unlikely given his age uh, and the type of injury that Danny Green had that he's going to be coming back anytime this year. So the, the trade really was... D'Anthony Melton for the 23rd overall pick and I think part of that is the guys on the Grizzlies are starting to get older many of them are getting their uh, contracts renewed Um, and so they kind of just had to get another guy uh, that's young uh, on a on a team-friendly contract and and D'Anthony Melton wasn't going to be that for too long so you know that's what they had to do otherwise um, in the draft uh, they had a pretty pretty decent draft i would say guys that i'm not really familiar with but i never really want to doubt the memphis grizzlies they've done a great job finding these guys that um maybe don't seem uh amazing to the the lay nba watcher but somehow just really produce and it could be um a testament to how good the the culture and the, the player development is on that team but they their uh, players that they ended up with um, through the draft. We talked to their, their their own overall pick. They took Jake La La Ravia, um, someone I don't really know too much about. But got David Roddy, who we just talked about from that deal uh, with the Sixers. Kennedy Chandler, Vince Williams, um, and we'll s- sort of see how these guys play out over the course of the 
course of the year uh one of my favorite guys that they got and i and i you know i'll be honest i didn't really know, know anything about him but one of my favorite guys that they ultimately ended up getting um yeah, as an as a undrafted player in 2022 is Kenny Lofton Jr. And for anybody that watched the Summer League, this guy's an absolute unit. He's a tank, but still has got like a nice shooter's touch. And, you know, it was a lot of fun seeing him square up against some of these other big guys that were drafted in, in, in this year's uh, in this year's playoff. And so I, I really hope that he sticks and uh, he uh, sticks around with this team. I think he'd be fun to watch on a team uh, this young and a team led by John Morant. So that was really it in terms of their their moves. Um, they lost Kyle Anderson um, as a free agent, uh, Jared Culver, which is kind of sad because Jared Culver was a top, you know high draft pick and people had a lot of hopes for him. Um, you know Tyrell Terry, another guy that came on towards the end of the season, got a two way contract. Uh, his his contract is up. So um, that was kind of it in terms of their. Uh, off-season moves they did re-sign a couple of guys Tyus Jones coming back um, to the team I think that's an important one two years 30 million dollars John Conchar who's been uh, fantastic for them three years 19 million dollars and let's be honest the big thing was they gotta they gotta sure up John Morant's future uh, and they did five years 193 million dollars is the designated rookie maximum extension could be up to 231 million dollars and that's what they needed to do I mean, this was non-negotiable. Had to max out the guy. He's the face of the franchise. He's, you know, one of the future faces of the leagues. And so, um, a lot of money, but um, had to do it. And so, this team is pretty versatile. I mean, they have a lot of great players. Young, some young guys, some older guys. Um, you know, some guys that are going to start getting expensive fast. Um, but. Just a quick deep dive into the most important guys that I think that are on the team. Steven Adams, Desmond Bain, John Morant, um, Jaron Jackson Jr., Tyus Jones, John Conchar, uh, 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 those are, those are kind of like the big guys that stick out to me. Um, my future, my hope for this team, I mean, they have the ability to be the number one Western Conference team, maybe best overall record. You know, they're a young, youthful team. I think as long as they keep their foot on the gas, they should be rolling in the regular season. But what I really want them to do is make sure that they're healthy going into the playoffs. Because for a team that since John Morant was drafted, you know, regular season is what they were being judged by. Unfortunately, with their success in the last couple of years, like regular season is not going to cut it anymore. It's all about playoff success, and that's what they want. They want this playoff success. So, they got to be healthy going into the playoffs. They got a bunch of young guys. You know, they don't need to be the first Western Conference team. If they if they make it, they're great. But I want to see them really competing with the with the juggernauts of the Western Conference. Uh, my 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 favorite storyline throughout the course of this year is going to be the back and forth that they have with essentially every team. Like they're drawing at everyone. They're gonna be, you know they were drawing at LeBron James. They're drawing drawing at Steph Curry. They're drawing at everyone. So. I kind of want to see how their swagger continues this season. Um, I don't know if they're quite, or if I'm quite certain that they're a championship team this year. They might be one year away. I kind of want to see them get past a second round, make the Western Conference Finals. Um, but if they won the championship, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, that's that's crazy. That was impossible. Like, I don't think that they're going to get there. I don't think they're going to win it all, but I wouldn't be flabbergasted if that did happen 
Um, that's really all I got for for the Grizzlies. Uh, to everyone that's tuning into this, I mean, if you haven't been watching the Grizzlies, start watching the Grizzlies. They're a lot of fun. They're exciting. They're not just good, but they are a fun watch on a day-to-day -day basis. So regular season playoffs, whatever it may be, watch this team. They're awesome. John Morant, love them. Rest of the team, wonderful. That's all I got. Signing out. See you next time. I want to thank our producer, Sandeep. Without him, this podcast would not be possible. If you want to get the latest news on the podcast and to support us, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BSJPod and check out our website at www.bsjpod.com. Thanks for tuning in.